You're a nigga though. I like your style, son. Thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics from music, politics, relationships, to issues that affect our black community. A very entertaining podcast. You won't be disappointed. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast. A podcast where the discussion will rock your soul. It's uncensored and no topic is off limits. Subject matters may be provocative and just downright offensive, but shit, at the end of the day, hey, we're just gonna tell it like it is. She asked why I look so mean. I said, downloads boosting my self esteem. My podcaster shit. And if it ain't, y'all let me think what I think. Matter of fact, tell the witches, let me drink what I drink. Slit Nation. Think I ain't? Hey, what's happening? What up, though? <laughs> Thank y'all for tapping in today with me, as usual. I'm your host, Mr. Soul for Thoughts, a.k.a. Slick P. And y'all, man, look. Man, y'all are the best listeners in the world. No cap. And if you're from the northern part of the United States, dead ass. <laughs> It feels good to be back chopping it up with y'all another week. This is the 12th episode, and guess what? I have an announcement to make. Soul for Thoughts podcast has officially reached 1,000 downloads. This means a lot to me. When starting this podcast, I ain't know how it would turn out. I ain't know if the public would accept it. I knew I had something to say, but you can never anticipate how others respond to it. Starting anything new, it's normal to have these thoughts because nobody wants to fail. So when I released the first episode, my cousin was like, we should have had a listening party for the first episode. I was like, you know what? That would have been a great idea. I wasn't even thinking about that. So... We was like, set a mark that you want to hit. So when you hit that mark, we'll celebrate that milestone. So the goal I had set was a thousand downloads. And I'm proud to say I have reached my goal. Matter of fact, I have surpassed my goal. I'm so excited and I thank everyone for downloading, sharing, and just supporting this movement. So we're going to cheers to a thousand downloads. Pause this if you need to. Go get your glass or your favorite beverage. Alcoholic beverage. <laughs> and we're going to cheers to meeting goals. Already in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Support one another into making Soulful Thoughts one of the dopest podcasts out there. Cheers. That was good. <laughs> I just want to follow that up with saying 
Celebrate the small goals just like you would your bigger goals. Those smaller goals are the building blocks for your bigger goals. Once you start to achieve those smaller goals, you begin to gain momentum. You will start to build confidence within yourself. And when you build that confidence, you start to get your mojo, start to feel yourself, having that swag about you that you can accomplish anything you put your mind to. And that's a good thing. You're sketching positive thoughts in your subconscious. And we all know success starts with your thoughts. I see one of the biggest stories this past week is the possible war between the United States and Iran. Somebody asked me my thoughts on the situation and I was hmm, nonchalant about it. I said, black people has been at war since birth. It's nothing new or shocking. We are constantly being hunted and killed in these streets by police, a.k.a. race soldiers. A simple traffic stop could be your last moments alive. The leaders of this country put on for the media like they had the world's best interest at heart. They didn't want to make the world um, a better place, a safer place by eliminating terrorism and the other evils that played the world. When they're the biggest, well, I didn't say the biggest, but the most evilest of them all. America is very evil. There are many people of color who live in fear daily from domestic terrorism that is white supremacy. The systematic racism and oppression is a war against black people. You can go back to Jim Crow days, the Clinton administration, crime bills. Hell, the war on drugs in the 80s was definitely an attack on the black community. When asked about a war, my response would be the same as Muhammad Ali when he opposed going to the Vietnam War. And I'll quote, Why should they ask me to put on a uniform and go 10,000 miles from home and drop bombs and bullets on brown people in Vietnam while so-called Negro people in Louisville are treated like dogs and denied simple human rights? No, I'm not going 10,000 miles from home to help murder and burn another poor nation simply to continue the domination of white slave masters of the darker people of the world. This is the day when such evils must come to an end. I have been warned to take such stand will cost me millions of dollars. But I said it once, and I will say it again. The real enemy of my people is here. There was a powerful... Oh, shit. I was still in character. <laughs> hey, but that was a powerful statement. And that sums up how many people of color feel about American wars. Because their wars are usually to benefit them some way and somehow. It's not about justice, it's about greed and control. But I do send my shield and vibes to the soldiers that are being deployed and the ones that are already over in Iran. I pray they stay safe and make it back home to their families whole, not only physically, but mentally as well. The United States dollar has lost its value in the world. America is in deep debt, and the only thing that keeps America one of the top countries is its military. They invest trillions of dollars into the military because it's our lifeline. They got money for war but can't feed the poor. Facts. They like to bully other countries when they call them out on their shit. And what's funny is now that the same people who voted for Trump and the same people who wanted to make America great again now want some out as president. I guess they thought when Trump said, let's make America great again, that he meant the old American dream. 
The dream they offer white so anybody that could pass for white coming into this country. The dream when they gave away land to slaves. Got him. <laughs> now that they realize Trump great again was for his own personal reason. I remember when Trump got elected and there were a few people that came out and said that they were glad he got elected. And their reason was things has to get worse before they get better. And I for one wasn't really just feeling that stance, but now that I look back, I can see the context of their point. Sometimes you have to give people what they want to let them see the grass is not always greener on the other side. What you think you want is not what you really want. And not many Americans are realizing that. Poor white Americans were filled with so much hatred and ready to be done with Obama and his administration that they didn't realize the grave they thought they was digging for blacks was the same grave that they was digging for themselves. Because black people, we are used to things not going right. We know how to survive during, um, during hard times. We are resilient. We know how to navigate through bullshit. We be doing it in this country since we got here. Like Maya Angelou said, and still, we rise. <laughs> we rise. I seen where the Iranian leader put an $80 million bounty on Trump's head. Hey, ain't no killer button on push me. And that $80 million is pushing me to the edge right now. That 80? Man, that 80 was set up straight. But, but how would you receive it though? Is he going to wire it to you in a bank account? Send you a cashier's check in the mail? Western Union it to you? I mean, seriously, how would you get it? Now that's the question that everybody needs to be asking. But moving on, I see the baby's back in the news. My jury looked like I made it. Just got a house. I need a brand new Mercedes. We kicking ass like the baby. That's that butcher talk. The baby made news again for kicking ass, or what seems to be. How do y'all feel about the situation? Was it warranted, or is he just doing too much at this point? Personally, I think these situations are getting a little old. He has too much money and too much to lose to be putting himself in these questionable situations. But apparently, it's more to the story than what the media is portraying according to the baby. The club promoter said he was hired to put on a birthday party for the baby, homeboy, Stunner for Vegas, at a club in Miami. And he made a deal with the baby to host at a discount rate since him and Stunner was friends. The promoter was supposed to pay 30000 but when he met up with the baby, he only had 20000 and told him he'll give him the other ten after the party. Supposedly things went left after that. The promoter ended up getting roughed up. $80 was taken from him and he had um, apple juice poured all on him. He said he got plans of suing the baby and everybody involved for $40,000. No, hold on. I'm sorry. $400,000. I do understand the baby's stance for wanting his money and having an issue with the payment because everybody know that rappers or hoes want their money up front before doing any gig. The promoter seems like he was trying to get over or hit a lick, hoping he make his money back from the show. The baby made a statement saying, don't be misled by janky promoters 
uh, lazy-ass niggas who trying to come up. Mm. Yeah, I can see that from the situation. He added, don't believe the narratives the media trying to put out there. So, I really don't know what went down, but I do know that he should be more cautious and more wiser about the situations he put himself in. I don't know if y'all seen the news or on social media that there's a major crisis in Mississippi at one of his penitentiaries. I think the name of the prison is Parchment or something like that. Inmates with cell phones were able to capture the conditions in which they are living. Conditions that isn't fit for any human being regardless of the circumstances. Inmates are not um inmates are not eating, they're being starved, inmates are without power, without clean water, inmates are being murdered, and bodies are being left in population. Inmates are hanging themselves, and reports are a few inmates are missing as well. Um, riots um, have been started by gangs and some of the correction officers are part of these gangs. They even got inmates housed in units that this has been condemned for decades or oh, for a decade, 10 years. The whole situation is sad. Even though a person has been convicted of a crime, they still deserve human decency. It's the responsibility of the penitentiary facilities to make sure they provide safety for the inmates and also livable living conditions. They interviewed the governor and he not once showed sympathy or remorse for how the inmates are being treated. He cared more about the safety of the correction officer, which he should as well, and the contraband that's inside the prison. He placed all the blame on the inmates and basically said, that they are the reason they are in these conditions. I hope they find a resolution for these inmates. I hope justice is served against the governor, the state, the warden, and anybody else that supported this cruelty. Nobody should be treated like that. I don't care if you're in prison or not. That's just human decency. Before I get into today's episode, I want to share something real quick. I had a few conversations this week with um, a couple different people and it seemed like each one was going through something and, and needed a little push of some kind of motivation to get them over their hump to continue going I don't care how hard things get or how hard things may seem you have the ability to conquer anything the light that you look for on the outside meaning God is within you. All you have to do is look inside yourself. Knowledge yourself is so important. There are many religious beliefs and they preach that God has a plan, wait on him, and other quotes that is intended to give you hope and motivation. And I'm not here to dispute any of that, but I am telling you that you are God. So stop looking to the sky for help and start looking inside yourself. And I'm not saying you're God as in the most high or the creator of all things, but you are the God of your life. Religious beliefs tell you that God gave you free will. So you manifest your own destiny. The decisions you make shapes your life. You are in control. I know this is random and doesn't really go with this episode, but it's something that I felt like I had to say and I wanted to get off my chest. 
Stop waiting on an imaginary figure and start putting in the work to turn your situation around. Even the Bible says, faith without work is dead. Today's episode deals with leadership and some of the qualities that makes up a good leader. I get ideas from everywhere and everything. I'm always looking to see a message or trying to interpret things in a way that makes sense to me. I never really ask for topics, but if you have anything you want my viewpoint on, just hit me up and give me your ideas. Y'all know I close every episode with my content information, so... Hit me up. But anyway, my homie sent me a video and it was Eric Thomas breaking down the decision of the Bulls bringing in Dennis Rodman to help win the championship. I told y'all, it's a lot of good messages you can get from sports. But at the time, we all know how Dennis Rodman was. He was a character. He was controversial. He was outlandish. He was considered a problem. Somebody you would be taking a risk with bringing him into your locker room. Scottie Pippen was like, no, he's a problem. Don't bring him in. He's crazy. Joe asked Phil Jackson, can you manage him? And Phil said, yeah. So Joe said, well, good, because we're going to need his 20 rebounds and his toughness. He couldn't score but he added value in an area Bulls desperately needed. I don't know what the message was from that clip, but what I got from it was, build you a team that's going to fight for you and also fight with you. And not only that, it showed me that leaders also have to be a good scout. A good scout has the ability to evaluate talent or skills and determine whether or not if a person's skill set can be utilized for that team. Almost like a person who is a good judge of a character. Pippen saw the negative, but Jordan saw the potential. That's the difference between leaders. This episode is to better help define our leadership skills. I remember going for a job promotion, and I knew I was well qualified for the position. I knew the area, I knew the majority of the um, job details, and plus, I had a very good relationship with the associates in the department. The job came down to me and another guy who didn't know anything about the area. But of course, he was the one who eventually ended up getting the job. There was other factors that played a part also, but that's neither here nor there. They told me that I was raw, and that I had potential to be a great leader. I just needed to be molded. Whatever that is. I was furious because I knew I was the most qualified person for the job. But looking at hindsight, I knew I could have did the job effectively if I had gotten it. But I also realized I wasn't as prepared as I thought I was. Yes, I knew the area. And yes, I had a good relationship with associates. 
but I was viewing things from an associate point and not from a leadership point of view. I wasn't seeing the business side. I was wrapped up in my individual goals that I wasn't looking at the bigger picture on how can I help make the whole team better and not just one person. I didn't realize that until I started to read more books on leadership. One in particular was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And it was right. I was wrong. I had the potential, but I needed to be molded. So hopefully after this episode, you will be a step closer to being molded. There are three areas I want to place emphasis on. I sound like one of those Southern Baptist preachers. You know, they always have three verses that they refer to for their sermon. <clears throat> I ain't going to hold you long, but if you have your Bible, please turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. When you have it, please say amen. <laughs> What's so funny, my homie was listening to the podcast in his car right when his old lady. She was on her phone and he had his AirPods in listening to the show. He must have had the volume turned up because she heard me talking and she said, who are you listening to? A preacher? <laughs> oh, that shit was too funny. But the first quality I want to discuss is humility. Great leaders admit when they are wrong and they take criticism as an opportunity for growth. You may have had a leader who gave you some wrong information or whatever the case may be, but they are humble enough to come back and tell you that they made a mistake and offer you the correct information to fix the situation. People respond better when their leaders is talking with them and not at them. It builds a connection and a level of respect when the leaders can be relatable. A leader with humility looks for ways to improve by asking their team for assistance and ideas. They understand they don't know it all. They need a little help. Humility eliminates pride. And the effective leader is a leader that cares more about the well-being of the whole team and not just themselves. Humility allows a leader to inspire. And that's a big part of leadership. Being able to motivate others. I know y'all have seen those people who get those leadership positions and they become self-absorbed. They become power struck. They have the attitude that they are above everybody else. Those people don't possess the quality or humility and usually don't succeed in leadership roles. Nobody wants to follow a dictator. So show humility. Be relatable. The second quality is empathy. Empathy is just caring about the people you are in charge of. Being able to share and understand their feelings, their hopes, their dreams. Understanding what motivates them and also understanding their perspective. Being able to put yourself in their shoes, put yourself in their positions. Being able to see their point of view will help you make better decisions because now you have an understanding on what makes them tick. So now you can plan accordingly. Empathy involves listening as well. But not only with your ears, 
but with your eyes. Paying attention to details like a person's body language, their tone of voice when they're talking to you. You should allow people to have their moments. Don't rush people or interrupt them while they're talking. Show a person you are interested and build that trust. The last quality I want to emphasize is delegation. And this goes back to the Bulls getting Dennis Rodman. You have to have the ability to know what a person is best at and place them in a position to win. Good leaders build more good leaders. Being a good leader is understanding that you can't do everything yourself. So you have to build a team of people that offer skills you lack that's going to help you achieve your goals. Like Jesus said, all these free agents, you better build your team. Build your team. When you're able to delegate and you can trust people to get the job done right, they will free up more time for yourself to focus on other things. Like I said before, it takes a village to raise a child. Then it takes a village to build a business, to build a brand, and to build a legacy. These are just a few qualities that I feel will help sharpen our leadership skills. These qualities are not only limited to work or business, it can be utilized in your daily life. These qualities overall will help make us a better person. Humility, empathy, and delegation. That self-awareness, showing compassion, and surrounding yourself with valuable people. Our community need more positive leaders. Be that light. Be ahead of the curve and not behind it. Be that innovator. Y'all already know what time it is when you hear that beat drop. It's time for the album of the week. It's still early in the year, so there's not really no new music to add to our list of gems. But one album that did come out was from an underground rapper from New York by the name of G4 Jag. His new album, Still Surviving, is this week's album of the week. G4's deep, raspy voice gives you that grimy New York feel. G4 is an underrated MC when it comes to his pen game. The boy can spit. He delivers hard-hitting bars over some good production from Big French. This collaboration definitely paints a picture for you. A movie. G4 also has a few dope features on the album as well. Features from ETO, Flea Lord, Planet Asia, and Vic Spencer. If you're a fan of that traditional New York hip-hop, then you will enjoy this album. Definitely an album worth checking out. As usual, it's been a pleasure chopping up with y'all, Slit Nation. Make sure y'all let y'all friends know about this dope-ass podcast. Tell them to subscribe and share on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at SoulfulThoughts.com. Instagram, that's together. Facebook, that's three separate words. Make sure y'all hit me up. Until next time, keep those thoughts soulful. 
Love.